God, people are just, what do people think of me? I'm like, I want to see naked people. (laughs) I want to drink Mariner's sweat. What the fuck am I? Captain's Pod Stardate 5059 22.4. Welcome aboard the Starship's Enterprise and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shore leave. On the, sorry, the ambassador is currently walking like an Egyptian. I don't hey, know. listen, I like that nope, stuff. A brief surely from the world of cinnamon sins to explore the universe of Star Trek. I am, that's not the song. I am your captain, what? Ian Whittington. Yes, it is. Me. That's what I was just doing. <laughs> no, it absolutely was not. Okay, was, no. all right. And with me, as always, she's more than happy to violate your prime directive. It's ambassador to me. <laughs> <laughs> the rules are more of a guideline. Yeah. No, no, no. No, 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 they're not. Mm. The rules are there to mm. enhance the fun, not mm. to be expanded upon. Rules are there for a reason, otherwise they wouldn't be called rules. I mean, but as ambassador, don't I get to make the rules? No, because I've I've demoted you to ambassador of lint. You make sure that all of the lint is properly represented. Just in case there is a one in a million chance that one of the lints develops, like, sentience. (laughs) All right, so quick question. How often do, like, you know, how often does the Centerprise connect with other ships in the fleet? As little as possible, unless you're on vacation. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and when is the next vacation? Next week. Okay. I'll be changing ships next week. Oh, no. Put me in charge of Lint. I'll see you later, bud. I guess you finally got rid of me. Congratulations. And welcome to season whatever this is. Uh, the captain is looking for a new person to join him every week. That he can send applications mm-hmm. to. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got over this so quick. Send yeah. applications mm-hmm. to CinemaSins. Um, no, CaptainsPod at CinemaSins.com. Uh, yeah, that's CaptainsPod at CinemaSins.com. You will need to describe what to the captain for your interview. Just how you won't annoy me. <laughs> I really hope you actually get emails <laughs> that are just people trying to annoy the shit out of no. you. No, I'll forward them to you. I, can, I know how to do that. I have email forwarding. I can do that. I would not replace you. You are definitely the, the Beckett Mariner on this ship. I didn't realize it until we- You put me in charge of lint! Um, there's so lint. much lint! Do you know how much lint there is on the ship? There's loads. That's a big responsibility. That's so not true. It absolutely is. Okay, hold on. You know how like in houses they have the dryer vent? And sometimes you'll go outside of the house and like the vent will like you'll glance over and then just like it'll shoot out a little bit of lint. Yeah, I just imagine that that's true for spacecrafts as well. There's just like this little trail of <laughs> ambassador suit up. You gotta capture that lint. It's getting vented. It's like, God damn it! And that Amazing. is what's become sentient over time. Exactly. Eventually, hey, it just morphs with the plasma. So, so, so then my job is to leave the Enterprise, figure out how mm-hmm. to make it sentient, how to mm-hmm. gain power, come back, and usurp you. Wait. No, no, no. Oh. You're not supposed to make it sentient. This is a just-in-case situation. Well, I mean, if I need to have a small army to back me up to get you off of the board, I mean, the... The, the, the board? The board. <laughs> like a, a board of directors <laughs> that controls my shit. What are we, a charity? Uh, I, I definitely <laughs> meant the... The bridge? Bridge. There we go. There we go. I can reroute command to different portions of the ship. So you welcome me back after a short leave. I, I uh, The door opens up and it just like this fluff fills the room. It's like <laughs> my army. <laughs> Captain, we have an intruder. <laughs> 
Well, this is unusual. Oh, no. Oh, man. Well, speaking of episodes that could actually be more bizarre than that, um, we are going to be watching Season 3, Episode 2 of Lower Decks, which is called The Least Dangerous Game. I love the titles for this show so, so much. Um, what do you think is going to happen this week before we dive in? Well, I think, that title alone. I think there's going to be boredom involved in this one. Maybe they're going to be, you know struggling with boredom and so then they end up making trouble for themselves because Mm. the least interesting game or least dangerous game is like well then i'm not interested in it so there's gonna be boredom Mm -hmm. i I wonder it just deliberately it would be interesting for lower decks to deliberately try to bore us for 23 minutes (laughs) considering it's like the most frenetic show going um my my mum and dad watched um they watched the first two episodes a couple of weeks ago on my recommendation. And they were like, we don't like this. <laughs> this Who is did? too fast. My mum and dad. Oh, uh, like, it is fast like, paced. They're not wrong. Too fast. Can't keep up. I can't understand what any one of these kids is saying because <laughs> they're doing it too fast. And I was like, I think there is a generational thing there where some, some, I mean, I know loads of older people that love Lower Decks. I think my parents just like a different pace of, of mm-hmm. Star Trek, to be fair. I can they're energetic that. people, but this just went whoosh straight over their head a little bit yeah it's kind of like you need to sort of prepare them by having them like binge tiktok for a few hours no no that's a no that's (laughs) terrible so that their mind is kind of like and then play lower decks (laughs) i I mean and then it seems slow in comparison to tiktok (laughs) exactly love it that's exactly amazing Mm -hmm. that's I mean, how should I get into Star Trek? First, you binge three hours of TikTok, <laughs> then you go into Lower Deck. Like, wait, what? Yeah, it is. It is definitely clip along. Uh, I think we actually mentioned that um, on the episode one, season one, and that was sort of yeah. one, that was one of the the notes that mm-hmm. I pointed out of it. That's fine. It's it's really hard to watch the show and take notes because it is. you just you stop for a second yeah. and you've missed another reference. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so fun. Well, I'm excited to get into this. Um, for everybody listening to this on your podcast player of choice, after we've watched the episode, we're about to go live. So next week, you can join us Monday, 12 p.m. Central on the CinemaSins live Twitch channel to uh, talk through 10 Forward and Resistance with us. Or if you prefer, you can watch us on the cinemasense podcast network channel on youtube so if you don't have twitch and you don't want to have twitch you can join us there too heck yeah cspn <laughs> uh, is that what sports people do yes like, okay good mm-hmm. right well until then uh two to beam to the cerritos burrito Welcome to Ten Forward, the part of the show where we grab a drink from the Raptor and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched together. Most important question first, Ambassador, what is your beverage of choice? Uh, I would like to try to eat, I mean, drink Mariner Sweat. Oh, you just, is season five just the season of grossing it's me season out? season of grossness, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, was that or like boim boim blimmer blimmer Blood, bloim, uh, bloim, blood, blood, blood. He was drinking blood? something in Ted Four this episode. Maybe I could go with that. I mean, so with Mariner's sweat, is it off her body or are you putting it into a receptacle of some sort? Are you collecting it? <laughs> uh, well, now that you said that, I have options. Let's go with receptacle. <laughs> <laughs>
just to pee. <laughs> you're just getting a little pipette that's like absorbing the sweat and then dripping it into it. Oh, you're the grossest. I was trying to think of like what we what we saw this episode, and I, there was definitely drinks and blood in Ten Forward. I, could, I guess I could have done that. Blood wine. Well, I'm gonna blood have wine. some blood wine to go with the. Um, I mean, as long as the 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 bar owner doesn't decide to rip off my arm and beat me to death with it, um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with blood wine. Um, okay, this week we are um, talking about season three, episode two of Star Trek Lower Decks, the least dangerous game, and we find ourselves with the crew of the the Cerritos, the Lower Decks crew. Enjoying a relaxing game of Star Trek D&D with Martok. Um, <laughs> wow, what was that? That was a lot, sorry. I got very excited. We both did. Um, eventually, Boimler decides to rip off the plot from Yes Man, which is a movie where a negative person decides to say yes to everything, which leads to slightly more danger than Boimler anticipated. In the meantime, Beckett Mariner is continuing her training with um, Commander Ransom, who has decided... Ransom? Ransom, that's his name. Commander Ransom. Jeez. Jack Ransom. No. Um, yep. Well, no. Then, yeah, that's his name. No, his I name? didn't know that. That is so... <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'm all right. That's amazing. Jack um, Ransom. I feel, I feel like somebody just tried to break into my office. Can I call it J- Jack. Jack Ransom. Jansom? Jansom? Okay. Yeah, there we go. Um, in the meantime, Beckett Mariner and Ransom try to fix a space elevator. Um, uh, lift lift but oh space what was it called yeah. an interstellar lift what was it called God. it was like a interspatial lift they, it was propeller it was a know. thing they, they yeah. needed something specific and then that was the joke we should not really an elevator exactly not an elevator it's not an God. elevator no god damn it um anyway it's a gravity lift of some sort and things go awry as mariner fights against her urges to overrule captain jack <laughs> Commander captain jack, Ransom. whatever Commander Ransom. With com- com- that. Commander. Danae. Mm. What did you think of the episode? Overall thoughts and feelings. Did you have a good time? Yes. This one was a little bit uh, of a little bit of a slower pace for me in general, which mm. I think is good because I feel like <laughs> <laughs> um, based on our conversation earlier, I'm like, mm, maybe these kind of episodes are needed where... Mm you know nothing like super out of the ordinary happens all the twists and fun things like being hunted and what that meant mm-hmm. how the captain responded to being hunted those might be like really surprising things for someone to watch they mm-hmm. weren't surprising for me of course because how else would this be happening on us a, a spaceship you know <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> people would be more concerned if if it were real or whatever um and then there just didn't seem to be a lot like so this episode has everybody like kind of in danger mm-hmm like literally could lose their lives danger, but there's this casualness about it. And that was evident in the first episode we watched from season one as well, which I think is really fun um, because these people are like super highly trained. And so they're like, oh, fuckometer is really messed up compared to my own. <laughs> yeah, this should be worrying. So, Why is it not? Yeah, so it's kind of strange to watch an episode like this where you're like, okay, so we've got, you know, there's one plot where you've got some of the team that are going down to this, you know, um, uh, strange hippie free love but also mm-hmm. murderous colony it's the it's the classic star trek alien race that is okay. lovely and then goes wrong oh okay 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 so it's kind of playing on to its own that makes it sense is, it is referencing a specific episode that will of, uh, course, it of okay. course it is okay so you've got like that <laughs> happening and you've got two members that are like in over their heads it's 
pretty evident from the start, but there's also like this very genuine lack of concern about it. Mm -hmm. And so much so that when handsome, I'm going to call him handsome. Hey, when that he, works. Mm -hmm, um, he like is like, oh, no, you're fine. Go back in there. You're like, yeah, I guess that's also an option. And so there's this casualness to it where you don't really feel like things are in danger. And then you find out that there is danger. Uh, mm -hmm. And this did both of those in both sides. So then like back on the ship, um, Boim's being hunted and then also is absolutely stabbed uh, pretty badly at the end. Yeah. And it kind of reminded <laughs> me of the beginning of that very first season when oh, it, his leg gets cut into yeah. by Mariner. So it it definitely had all the notes of what I expect the show to be. And I did have a good time for sure. We were treated to many, many, many Boimler screams in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we were. It's so great. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm quite happy for this episode because it was like a blood pressure soother. I didn't have to like, it wasn't quite as frenetic. There was a bit of slowing down and just enjoying things as they happen. And Lower Decks has a really great pace for going between these episodes that are hyperkinetic and hyperfrenetic and then something that's a little bit more chilled that needs a little bit more character development. So there was a lot of character development here for Boimler, although I don't think anything will have ch changed. When we go into the next episode, I think he'll still be the same. And yeah. um, Mariner fighting against, um, yeah, fighting against her urge to overrule. Like, what, what comes, what's more important to her? Proving everyone wrong that she doesn't have to rebel or mm -hmm. proving that she still wants to rebel. Like, which one, which one wins out? Because she always kind of has to stay true to herself. But yeah, yeah, this one showed us a little bit more about, like, again, what this season or what the show in general is doing with the character arcs. So clearly Boimler is working on him not being a stick in the mud mm -hmm. and Mariner is working on being more restrained. So, and that they come to the forefront. This episode is about the two of them for sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I had a really good time. I don't mind that it was a slightly slower episode, but uh, I really, really enjoyed it. There is still, man, this show just like never stops with the references. Um, my very first note was just a screaming Martok because the Klingon that is um, running the D&D &D game um, is Chancellor Martok, who is a huge, huge character in Deep Space Nine. Oh, um, okay. So he um, he's just like a really badass warrior. He's so, so great. And my next note was that the game itself is a reference to, um, it's like a few different Star Trek games. So there was one that specifically like used to have these games that you'd put a DVD or a VHS in and they will talk along with you as you play through the game and it will be pre-recorded and you have to pause uh, it. And It was um, clever. It was really, really clever. But there's also specifically a Klingon PC game where you're getting initiated into like the Klingon Empire and Galron, who also got a name check in this episode... Is the person that's speaking directly to you in that game as well, and is like, "Come with me for glory," <laughs> and it's so so great. Like as soon as I saw it, I was like, "They're doing the PC game. It's so great." Everybody there finally just... gets to see your Ian Wiggles during the game. Oh, You've been hearing me talk so about great. it, so this is what Ian looks like when he gets excited. He just starts dancing around. I knew there were references going on; they're over my mm -hmm. head, but I was still in able to enjoy that moment. Like it wasn't lost on me that there was obviously this character that people know some somehow and he's obviously like has time to integrate some kind of a game. It did make me ask the question like, so we're in a season of this world where making a Klingon game isn't unacceptable or strange. No. So 
and I have a huge sin about this game in general. But okay. We'll, we'll get to that in this instance. But like, we're allies with the Klingons, so that's fine. But right. you would you would also think, do they mind? That, but also, they did say that the Ferengi were marketing this game, so it might be that the Klingons don't have their approve don't approve of the game because the Ferengi have ripped this off. Like they're the ones that have put the recording together and are marketing the game. So right. I can imagine an episode where Martok kills a Ferengi and it's just like, don't use my name in vain. It was really cool. That game, the idea that, you know, so VHS recorded, it's everything mm-hmm. is pretty like, it's just going to be very, very minim- minimalistic. There's only a yes. few options. But in this future, there would be so many recordings that they could pull from and it's more interactive. Like you could kind of tell that the voice actor was making it like a, you chose like there was kind of a mm-hmm. little bit of a mechanical sound to shifting into like whatever scenario was had at the table. But it was really interesting because it seemed like that character was live with them and it wasn't pre-recorded most of the time, which was really fun to watch. And you, you kind of think that maybe it would be possible because in the future they have that technology. Well, that feeds directly into my scene, which is for now as a preview holograms, but we'll put a pin in that for, um, <laughs> <laughs> for this instance. Um, okay. But yeah, JG Hertz, 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 Hertzlinger, Hertzler. I think Hertzler. Anyway, he's the he's the chap that plays uh, Martok, and his voice obviously was he's loaned his voice to the it's last amazing. season and to this season. Aww. He is all Martok. He loves it. He will go to conventions dressed as Martok. He is just the essential Klingon next to Worf as well. He's so so great. So I love that and merging that into D and D, which is one of our favorite loves. It's like. Oh my is gosh. this show just made for us? Like, is it specifically <laughs> made for Ian and Danae and like, a million other Star Trek fans as well? Like, they know the overlap of their fan base yeah. really, really well. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That was a really fun way to open the game, uh, open the show, the game. Well, that show. Yeah, uh, and too. I really enjoyed the character. So they're like they're sitting around this table, and each of them is sort of cosplaying as well, which was really delightful to see. Like Boim Boim had the yes. like. He the, had like the, the, the little ridges. dome, the the Klingon dome uh-huh. for his his forehead, and then just like this flowing dark hair that went over his hair that was clearly not fit very well. There's like plates of armor that they're putting on their person, and this episode starts with D and D and it ends with D and D, so they kind of like start with an adventure, then they go have their actual life adventures, and then they come back to the table to continue their their D and D adventure, which it wasn't called D and D. Do you remember what it was actually called? Um, it was it no, was something clever. In a word. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember what it was called. Um, and so they're like putting back. So they're sitting back at the table and kind of putting their gear back on to get ready to finish this game. And they're sort of like not even recapping their day. Can you imagine if we? So D and D is this way, right? You have to leave and come back later because you can't finish yeah. a game in one sitting. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you can try if it's a one shot and you've got a really dedicated group of people who stay focused. Then maybe you're going to get done with it in one night. <laughs> it can happen. <laughs> but um. This is like this had this moment for me where I was like, oh, my gosh, I so am not these people. If I had just almost been thrown into a volcano, I wouldn't be sitting <laughs> back at the table like ready to roll a D20. I'd be like, guys, can can I tell you about this traumatic experience that <laughs> mm-hmm. just happened? I was oh. almost killed today. Just another day on the burrito. That's all it is. Boyum's all like, yeah, I've been skewered. And they're like, nerve <laughs> damage. Ha ha. I roll a natural yes. 20. It's just. <laughs> it's amazing yep i have permanent damage to my shoulder but let's go play backlifts and bartenders or whatever it would be um so give me something else that you absolutely oh sorry the the props and stuff that they were using even that was a nod 
to oh. um, cosplay at conventions because there is this classic headpiece that you could buy that had all of like the hair on it and it's basically oh. they're all dressed as they would dress if they were going to a Star Trek convention. Yes, it's it so, felt very so convention, great. which it's is so great. Fun. I love yeah. It. Cool. Give me something else you loved. So we transition pretty quickly into like their mission and I didn't really enjoy the the Mariner and Handsome back and forth like very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but I I did like the idea of sh- ch- changing things up and the engineers being like taken really far out of their element and put into a new. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a fun twist for me. And I was wondering when it was going to shift and it didn't until death was imminent. So that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I also kind of thought that Mariner was going to get caught when she decides to do the things that she did, like to try to like, she couldn't handle obeying orders any longer and she went Mm -hmm. to go intervene and you know fix the situation herself and then rectifies it and runs back up and you know just the cleverness of like eventually hitting (laughs) the rock climbing gear i love it that was so out of left field did not expect (laughs) it i really enjoyed that though because it's just like she's like damn this society that likes you know exercise just to think of Guys, you know what would be kind of fun is after all the stairs is to go ahead and just shift into rock climbing gear. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, I really, I don't want to do this. Just I watching her be exhausted that. is so, so great. And I thought that was going to go a different direction as well. I thought that this was going to be, I I should have known better because Ransom has not been tipped as a hugely intelligent individual so i had hoped that this was going to be the plan all along and he was waiting for her i was wondering to rebel and say there are times where you need to rebel and don't let my training squash that but no he just proved to be a dumbass the whole way through until he ex machina's the situation at the end so and i don't know if we can really sin that or if it's just in keeping with his character because to be fair it's more on brand for his character to just be incompetent but I do have issues with how he's the first officer on 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 a starship. But there we well, go. clearly he has some skills um, and some bustle tone, you know. That, yes, because mm-hmm. he obviously was able to talk his way out of whatever the situation was, which I thought was another clever thing that the show did. So at the very end, when the engineers are struggling, they're in danger, and then he's like, "Yeah, we should go ahead and go on down there." Um, <laughs> yeah. He this rips off his enough. shirt, revealing his physique, which is very attractive to these people. And then he begins to negotiate with them about, uh, and, and the show cuts away. It's like, but we're not going to show you this conversation. You've seen this before. That's because the A-team you've seen stuff. It. Yeah, you've seen the A-team chats many, many times. Let's cut back over here. And that's refreshing. Although I am curious, he obviously has some set of skills with being able to do that because he was able to negotiate all of their survival. It's almost saying that like the stuff the A team does is like we've seen it so much in the last 50 years of Star Trek and it's almost like by the book and superficial like there is a playbook for how you get through this and the more right. interesting stuff is what the the B team screws up. <laughs> right. It's kind of like so like A te- the they're um you know they're up like fixing pipes and they're like did you remember to do this this and this? Mm. And they're like, "Oh yeah, sure." And then they'll be like, "Hey, did you remember to do this this and this with your negotiations?" It's like this they all have a play by a playbook that mm-hmm. they're both struggling with figuring out. Yeah. That was I fun. love it. Um, my, so this, what I think this species is loosely based on is an episode from which um, which species? Oh, the the um, so the, the the planet that the loves to hug and kiss people, the wellness people. <laughs> yeah. okay. it's loosely based on an episode from TNG. I think it's just called Justice, and 
it's like it's a pretty infamous episode because they go down there and everyone is basically dressed in one piece of like bandage that manages to cover all of the private parts and they're all into massages and hugging and being affectionate um and like the, the downside is that they have very strict laws in certain places and at certain times okay wesley fucks up and tries to catch a ball and falls into basically a greenhouse and ruins some plants okay i I mean this isn't mm -hmm. really that important to me Mm -hmm. personally but it could be for someone else and it's Mm -hmm. it's your accent i just need a clarification are you saying yeah ball or bowl a ball a a ball as in a tennis ball (laughs) thank you captain there we go. Clear it uh, right up. Thank you. So Wesley falls into some herbs, <laughs> p- patch of herbs, and and he he right royally fucks up because I didn't know if it was a bowl like you eat like you eat out of a bowl. Why is he catching a bowl? I don't know. Why, Why does any that? of this make sense? This is Star Trek. It could have been a sacred bowl. I don't know. No, he catches a ball, ball, a ball, a ball, a tennis ball, ball. a ball, and then falls down. But this one specific area is the crime zone for that day. And there's only one penalty, and it's death. So even though he just crushed some plants, he's being sentenced to death, and the Enterprise has to come and rescue him and whatnot. So it's loosely, loosely based on based on that situation. I love it. But it's well, just a classic alien where the, the nice the nice species that seems too good to be true is, and there's always like some downside to them that makes them. Oh, these are horrible people. This isn't the utopia we thought it was. They're bastards. Uh, I also liked the. Um, so we were talking, I think, last episode about Boim Boim's like like his scream ah! like his like ah! his distinct scream that he has uh-huh. i like that this episode turned that into like a musical experience there's this <laughs> there's this what i consider to be a delightful montage of boy being like yeah i'm gonna try out all these things and so you kind of wonder what it's gonna be and with a show like this you don't know where their top is so it's starting off with basically come play racquetball which mm-hmm. i liked the racquetball because the sounds that it was making when the ball hit the panels were like super so satisfying. It was so satisfying because it was like it was like Enterprise. Like I know that sound from somewhere. That's a panel sound or something. Like I well, I, it's that sport has been seen in TNG, in Voyager, in Deep Space Nine. The rackets were exactly the same. The sound effects were the same. So it's that innate thing where you've seen this episode before. It would just be buried in your memory somewhere. But somewhere, it's yeah. so great. Yeah, that was really fun. Um, and then so it kind of goes like racquetball. And then his scream is what calls attention from the other kind of A guy. And he's like, you should join this choir. And then it cuts to the choir where they're all in this, you know, harmonious chord. And they're like all pouring. They're either crying. And then this person approaches for him to oil up and be an example for art or something which by the way mm-hmm. a little disappointed we didn't see that maybe i should write that down for a sin we didn't actually see that if you're disappointed about that there is a specific episode where you get to see everybody on the crew naked that we need to watch so yeah we'll, we'll save that for a future episode can you just make note of that yep make a note of okay. that danae wants to see naked cartoons god people are just what do people think of me i'm like i want to see naked people <laughs> i want to drink mariner's sweat what the oh, fuck am man. i what is You're wrong broken. with me <laughs> you are either the next evolution or a massive throwback i don't know which uh, one i it don't is. know what's going on with me but Amazing. to put his scream and like it's almost like a like a wink and nod to the fans for the boiler scream which was really fun i really thought that yeah was really absolutely fun. and then so of course fun. it escalates into the hunt uh mm-hmm. Which there's this big looming crunch alien. 
yeah in the background and you're like something's gonna happen with this this guy right and then he ends mm-hmm. up coming over and of course Boyum's like i'm gonna say yes to the next thing no matter what and his buddy is all you know it doesn't have to be a thing <laughs> you don't have to make it a thing <laughs> It doesn't have to be right now. But it's a thing. <laughs> but it's it's a great chase through the ship. I love it mm-hmm. so, so much. It's so yeah. Um, I think it I think it was really fun and unexpected mm. and kind of intense and fun and very Klingon-esque, which I enjoyed. I, I like, was almost expecting a Klingon to be like, Klingon pulling his tooth out. He pulls then, his tooth out oh, of all so things. Gross. And then... It's, and so then, <laughs> it's so one of those funny. things about the show that like, this could easily have been a Klingon, a Herogen, or some species that's really famous for hunting and this alien basically was a cross between those two species but they still took the opportunity to design something new and just have some fun with it so we're not going to be 100% callbacks all of the time we're going to create our own new aliens as well which i really really love mm-hmm. uh, yeah really really good fun yeah. um i'm going to be the man that just points out the random references all day long there was an excellent bolian joke in this where <laughs> oh, the- yes i got that one <laughs> you, did you get that one <laughs> yeah oh, let, 100% let, let, i want to hear you talk about it <laughs> oh okay Shit. Um, <laughs> so this, there was this reference. About what part was it at, Ian? Just to make sure that I'll, I... I'll, I'll remind you a little bit of it. You'll get it. This is yeah, at the be- yeah. near the beginning when Tendi comes out of the shower and they're talking about this captain that has been promoted super, super quick. Oh, yeah, Boimler yeah. Is that, jealous yes, of. yes. That was a great reference to a ship that is um, have nope. has been referenced before. <laughs> nope. Uh, and uh, yeah, it sure has. <laughs> you nope. just don't remember it possible but nope <laughs> sunflower ship what was the name nope. of that ship no nope. <laughs> I, I can't remember oh, damn it um i i need to write something down for predictions mm-hmm. you know so you go ahead you go mm-hmm. ahead i i've got good, something good. that just popped yep. into my mind for predictions i'll take it from here so there is a great joke where boimler says that he the the captain that has been promoted very quickly has stacked his entire bridge crew yes. with, with bolians and our immediate reaction to that is supposed to be, oh man, what a jerk, what an idiot. Bolians are the worst, because Bolians are kind of the butt of a lot of jokes. But Tendi then says, oh wow, that's so great, that's such a smart idea. And Boimler is like, I agree, isn't that awesome? And I immediately felt guilty, because I was like, oh no. Like, I was immediately thinking he's made a horrible mistake, and they're saying that Bolians are great, and are they racist? should be crewing the ship. And apparently I'm Star Trek racist. And that is such a subtle little joke Yikes. that the writer absolutely knew Oops. that we were going to get super judgmental and be Oopsie. like, oh, fucking Bolians, and then just turned it on its head and was like, ha, no, Bolians are cool, all right? Well, I have a prediction about the Bolians for later, mm. which is why I couldn't really go into that. So are you saying so. Bolians or Bolians? <laughs> bowl, 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 like uh, that you eat out of. <laughs> is it good? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, I have to give a shout out to uh, Boimler running out and saying, Crunch! Why? Well, because it's a Khan. Re- it has to be a Khan reference. Like, just oh, okay. whenever somebody screams a K name, it's going to be a ripoff of Khan. Um, but I, I love how quickly he gets taken down to size. He's like, the prey becomes the hunter and I will face you down. And he's just immediately nailed with a spear. It's like, that's not how this is going down, dude. I don't, you're not going to win this. I really liked that part too. Like while we're talking about things we enjoyed, the shift from Hunter into him basically saying that he's a catch and release person and he respects it's life brilliant. above all else. And you were excellent. And po- is he great. goes, he goes, you um, 
you were excellent prey, but I do have some notes. And he just immediately is like, you know, when you, you can't announce that you've turned into the hunter. You can't stand, you gotta stick and move. You know, and he just, the voice actor went from this really intensely deep, dark thing to like, <laughs> ah, da 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 da. Kind of like he did with the captain. This. He's mm-hmm. like hunting around in the ship, super <laughs> creepy looking. And then he's like, hey, thanks again for the mimosas. <laughs> it's so great. It's it amazing. was so fun. And and they had this really great, like, kind of moment um, where, the, like, the 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 bad guy the hunter the pretend bad guy or whatever he's like like steps back in the shadows he's like the hunt is on and then he kind of like step- <laughs> there was just this great humor that they were evolving with this thing to tell us that we're not supposed to take it seriously mm-hmm. but also and so scary the yeah. guy was huge and so intimidating and like boim boim's like getting his his motivation from this D and D game. And then he steps out and does all this stuff. And then it just shifts into this really wonderful gear. And then he passes out. The guy takes a selfie. It was just brilliant. I really had a good time with that. So good. I love how they take advantage of the fact that injuries aren't a big deal. Like dermal regenerators exist. So you can, it, it might well change how we perceive injuries and how we injure people. It's like, yes, I put a spear through your shoulder, but I know that you can easily be healed other than the, the nerve damage. So yeah. it, it does kind of change your perspective of what we see as is dangerous, perhaps. It does. But there was a moment when Boim Boim came out of the room, geared up with a bowl on his head, so ready good. to go to battle. <laughs> God knows what he smeared on his face. Still confused about that. Maybe that should be a sin. Well, like, a phaser rifle. Like, I really hope that was a fake phaser rifle. This is what I'm saying. Like, I was going... He is going to eviscerate this guy. He's going to vaporize him. By There's mistake. no coming back from that. I was actually worried that he was going to just full on kill this person. That's amazing, <laughs> and that causes a diplomatic incident. Yep, yep. Um, so I've fun. got a couple more notes of things I really enjoyed. If mm, you go for it. Hit um, it. the dolphins. We get to see the dolphins again. Yes. Always. And and Boim jumps into the water, and they're like, "Don't come in here with dirty shoes on." You like. Which That's is so just disrespectful. A, so yeah, disrespectful. Absolutely. I'm really enjoying that. Yeah. The dolphins um, are great, always. Did you have anything else you wanted to mention? I think I have like, I'm, I'm checking my notes. Uh, I love the overkill of the, like, it was how many different species, um, like, a, a societal, like, cliches to stick into one species where you've got the leader that's a geographical thing and a sentient computer and a psychic baby. And it's like Mariner is always the audience in this, just going like, wow, overkill. Do you not just want to use one of those? Like, because that's like four different episodes of Star Trek all in one species. And just like Rick and Morty, they point it out and say, we know what we did here. Yeah. We know this is overkill. It's great. It would be difficult to actually send the series because it's just delightfully self aware. Mariner is, this is excellent at TV sins, the entire episode. Just like, why have we left the engineers down there? This is not worth teaching me a lesson. This is such a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, just one of the visuals I loved was when she's exhausted, and we both laughed at this. They're doing oh the skydive. Oh my god, yes, dive, that's so my- <laughs> And Ransom is just like, let's go! And Mariner's just like flopping unconscious. She's like taking a quick power nap <laughs> yeah. while she speeds <laughs> down to the planet, and her arms are just flapping like noodles behind her. <laughs> it's so great. And the sound effect is that flapping sound. Yeah. <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> it is so funny. This has so oh. many great like sight gags and audio quirks in the show. I love it so much. Uh, yeah. What else did you have? So you mentioned the one about her jumping, which was definitely on mine. And then 
Um, oh, there was this moment when the very beginning of the episode, uh, Boim's on his bed and like still upset that he's not captain and kind of con- mm-hmm. right before the jump into saying yes to everything. Yeah. And I thought it was really cool that the sole of his shoe had another emblem on it. Yes, it does. It was so cool. Like it's so cool. I, I want those shoes. Imagine I want that. The boots. I want. It's the like a theme boots. for me. I just want to uh, wear all things Star Trek. All of the Star Trek clothing. I think I may have to start wearing my uniforms to the live stream just to make you jealous. I won't be jealous of your uniforms. What do you mean? What's that supposed to mean? I just want to warrant. I just want you to prep yourself. Oh, okay. That you're not going to be jealous. You're going to be happy right. for me. Of course, I'll be very happy for you. You wear whatever you want. The you stuff that I me. like is mm-hmm. like the Picard gear that nobody makes, and if they do, mm-hmm. it's stupid expensive because they yeah. have to. Yeah, yeah. Custom making a five hundred dollar yeah. jacket. I want that exactly. jacket so much. If you showed up with that Picard jacket, I would absolutely shit a brick and be like super jealous. Get on a plane I, and I rip it off me. I don't want to be jealous anymore. I'm already jealous of so many things that no, are happening with my. I'm like, you have that. I want that. I want that. <laughs> I want that, please. <laughs> uh, my last thought work was, on it. was just the ending with Martok, where um, Boimler goes all in and goes up to the bar and demands blood. Why don't Martok is just like the bartender rips off your arm and kills you with it? It is not an honourable death because you because died you by, your have died by your own hand. <laughs> what genius! <laughs> that dying by your own hand, which is a Klingon <laughs> thing. I because wrote that you were down. beaten to death with your own hand. It's oh so Oh my god. You did not I die an honorable death it. because technically <laughs> you've died by your own hand. That's just clever writing. Just very, genius very clever. Writing. So, so clever. Um, mm. Love it, love it, love it. This is such a great outlet for a unique type of Star Trek writing that you're not going to get anywhere else. I love I'm it. not going to do a good job in Resistance this week. Neither am I. Resistance this season is going to be the shortest segment, but <sighs> nevertheless... Battle stations, everyone, it's over to engineering for this instance is futile. Warning. Warp core collapse in ten seconds. This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains, remind ourselves that no TV shows without sin, even our beloved Star Trek. Danae, I don't think this is gonna be very long, but over to you. Um... I didn't write anything down that I didn't mention already. Amazing. <laughs> Do you want to bounce off of what I've got? Maybe, like, maybe I'll think of something. I mean, I could definitely try to dig into things like I find it hard to believe, like you said, that Handsome isn't recognizing that Rockstar Hotshot isn't rebelling. It just seems like that's that's a stretch for me that it's, you know, mm-hmm. I would have a hard time believing that that would be possible but i don't know handsome's character very well so if he's dumb maybe it's just totally in character that one was a little bit of a hard one to swallow mm-hmm. um and another one that was maybe a little bit hard for me that i would kind of like possibly pick out a little bit is the on the nose bit of boim boimler um taking up the mantle of his carefulness is holding him back mm-hmm. so he kind of has this sort of like I, I don't want to take risks. And then he doesn't take a risk in the D&D game and it immediately, you know, wah, is wah. like an example. And it's Sad trombone. Yeah. a little bit of a on the nose thing. But mm-hmm. I also, uh, I think that there are some people that maybe haven't been paying attention to his character that need to know that, I guess. Like, I guess there's new watchers in season three, like myself, who are really unfamiliar with the character. I didn't know that he was always cautious. I can see him always being by the rules, obviously. But maybe I didn't know that he's 
someone who won't take risks sometimes until really this episode hit that hard for me. So I think maybe some of us might have needed that, but it was a little on the nose. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's definitely a, a, a kind of like a byproduct of having these 25 minute cartoon episodes where yeah. you can't always be super duper clever with it and you have to kind of hit the nail on the head to get onto the next point and set up the episode. But yeah, it's definitely within his character to follow the rules, stick to the regulations quote the regulations to everybody and not take risks but then kind of just end up taking risks anyway so there wasn't anything super new about that arc like we've seen boimler break out of this inside of episodes but mm-hmm. it was definitely the, the b plot too it this was kind of two lots of b plot in one episode which i didn't like have a it's not really a bad thing it's just nothing really took the lead they were both like inconsequential everyone's kind of back to where they started at the beginning of the episode yeah. But I still yes. had a fun time getting there. But at the same time, Boimler did have progression because suddenly he's standing out to the crew. Suddenly mm. he has said yes and gotten attention and not negative attention. And yeah, that exactly. does maybe help him. I'm curious if they're going to like do anything with that. Um, I Lodex kind of leans into a one episode memory kind of thing. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I could always be wrong about that. Um, we have got... So, my biggest sin of the entire episode is actually the board game. And... Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, for me, the problem is holograms. Like, they... In so, so, so many episodes, they have recreated people from history, actual living scientists, people in the Star Trek world, recreated them in holodecks using, like, personality profiles and stuff like that. And they'll get accurate to within 90% of... Hey, if the real person was here, this is pretty much along the lines of what they would do. Okay. Why would you have to record anything? Just do a personality play of Martok. I guess that unless it's that Ferengi ripoff, right? Unless it's like. But they this can't. is like this is too good to be pre-recorded, but not good enough to be a hologram. So it's like uh, it's somewhere like it's behind yeah. and ahead of the technology at the same time. You know, there are just some people that can't afford to use the best technology, Ian. Oh, you know? it, yeah, I am shaming people in the 23rd century for not being able to afford they don't have better it, board You games. know, they yeah. can't go uh-huh. all the way holodeck. They're nope. in the in-between stages. Some people just don't have it. They're mm-hmm. like indie gamers. This is an indie yeah. gamer company. And so you're going to defend the Ferengi for ripping off the Klingon Empire and making a ton of profit off of a game that they shouldn't be selling? Yes, I am. Okay, good, good. That one might end up being argumentative, but I I do think that there's a sin there to be had. But yeah, yeah, who knows? Well, that's the joy of sins Mm -hmm. is we can make them whatever we want. (laughs) It doesn't have to actually make sense. If it makes you laugh, then that's the good stuff. Some of this stuff is like, I mean, that's the that's the hope. The hope is mm-hmm. that it makes you laugh. I like like for that to that point. Maybe I could send that the the spear to the heart doesn't kill him. Like <laughs> shoulder. It was to the shoulder. It was. He was that's okay. where the heart is. No, it was above the heart. It was up here. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen I do want to know what worse. that. I do want to know what that boomerang was going to do though. Kill him. <laughs> It's going to do something. Yeah. It seemed no, like I... it was a little OP, though, that boomerang. Because it followed everywhere. Yeah, it was definitely yeah. OP. Um, I do have an issue with the overall plot of what Ransom is doing. Just like, yeah, the engineers would do this better. You're right. Game over. Let's get the engineers in to do this better. Like, what are yeah. we doing here? 
Yeah, the 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 ego in there. It's like either handsome is very intelligent, and there's like mm-hmm. a payoff later on about his character kind of knowing these things all along and sort of crafting these moments, or he's really shouldn't be in charge of anything mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. because he it's put people true. in danger. He like, really did. What if those uh, they got there just in the nick of time? I guess we could do a just in the nick of time cliche for sure, but mm-hmm. we could. Like those ropes could have easily, like their hands could have slipped out. There's all kinds of ways that they wouldn't have been able to save them. The timing is incredible because Ransom stops to go to the bathroom. Like he's like, hold on, let's do this before we do this. We'll make it just in time. I was like, what do you mean if you hurry, you can make it in time? What are you basing that on? Like they could be dead already. He does take the joke a bit too far for a real commander. Like way, way, way too far. And what's even the lesson? Like, what is the what lesson is that they're learning here? So, Oh, it's so annoying. I think it does come back to Ransom just being a bit of a dick, but I still question how he's commander <laughs> of, of a starship when he's that much of an incompetent fool. Yeah. Um, let's see if there's anything else that I could say. I mean, we've got a transporters not working cliche to set up the entire plot. Do we? Like, oh, we need, yeah. We need a spacelift because <gasps> the transporters don't work in the atmosphere. There's like two Ding. episodes back to back. Transporters are fucking yeah. things up. Yeah. You have to eliminate the transporters. That's how you do everything. I think that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I overall... It's hard. Had, it's it's hard, guys. It's, it's hard, hard to send this. But it's a super duper fun episode. I love this show continuously. <sighs> I'm going to have to get better at it. I'm going to have to get better at our, our resistance section. No, nope, it's a perfect show. We're just going <laughs> to love on it even, even more. Yeah, it's okay. This is a Star Trek companion podcast we are star trek fans it's hard for us to send things sometimes guys. Mm-hmm. we don't we don't have to do all of the sitting all of the time maybe um, this is something that we could ask of our live audience now that we have a live audience for this portion of the show mm-hmm. is that if people have their own sins they can put them and then we can read about them yes that's an excellent idea and we'll do those towards the end love it well thank you for listening everyone thank you everybody that joined us on twitch and thank you for everyone that joined us on the CSPN YouTube channel as well. We had a lovely chat before the show and we're going to have a bit of a chat after the show as well. So if you can join us, please do 12pm Monday Central Time. Oh, I have one. Okay, do it. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. I do have a question before we go. Maybe this is a sin. I don't know. Okay. okay, Before before you go on to the exit of the show Mm -hmm. and everything. Okay. Mm -hmm. There was a premise in this show that was all about like being early for something. It was kind of like this joke, like, uh, Mariner, where are you? You need to be extra early, mm-hmm. even though the meeting is in an hour. Yeah. And so Mariner goes to leave and she's like, uh, robot boy, are you coming? And he's like, no, I'm going to be normal early, <laughs> yes. not like an extra early. Uh-huh. I find this very sinful. And I think I would actually do a rant about it because if you have a time to get there, that's when you get there. Mm-hmm. There are some things maybe you should arrive for early, but I am not an arrive early person because the stress of that is insane. Oh, 100%. When is early? What's appropriately early? So I think I would send that for sure. There is a misconception here that being early is good. Being early is also a sign of poor timekeeping as much as being late is because it means that you've misjudged the journey when you're supposed to be there, what your timetable is, and you're wasting time by sitting around. So being, I am always of the Gandalf school of I arrive exactly when I intend to. Precisely I am never late or early. That's uh-huh. exactly right. This, is, this was exactly when I was meant to be here. I, I think it triggers something for me because like 
So let's say we're having a family function and we're like, lunch is at noon. I know that my family expects me to come early to -hmm. hang out, to be present, to spend time with each other before lunch starts. But if it's an event out in the world and it's like, we'll see you at 12 o'clock at so-and-so, my expectation is that you're going to arrive at 12 o'clock. If you've arrived early, that's fine. Like, but don't expect me to be there until yeah, you're 12 gonna o'clock. Be, you're going to be waiting in the car. Like, especially don't arrive at my house an hour early. Like, you, I'll just make you wait in the car. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, I would definitely, get, I would dig into that one for sure. Because that one triggered me. Like, Because then you start like compensating as well. It's like, well, I know Danae comes like on time to these things so it's i'm gonna set the time anything. an hour early just for danae because i know when she's gonna get here i was like no no no! just tell me the time it starts and trust tell me. me when you want me to arrive yeah. i will arrive at that time and i will keep you updated if for some reason something happens outside of my circumstances that i haven't exactly. allotted for but i have done the calculations for my life the traffic mm-hmm. potty time temporal anomalies all of that stuff transporters stopping Exactly. Well, with that ranty bombshell, thanks for listening, everyone. I am Ian Whittington, and I also do not enjoy sweaty muscle heads drilling balls into my face. Mmm, and I'm Danae Hughes, and I can still taste their final screams. <laughs> Live long and pods back. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. The energy levels are very strange. What do you mean, like your energy level? Yeah. Is it because you got a lot of sleep? I got a lot of sleep. I have no milk in the house because I'm running everything down. So I have black coffee, which is all I'll be drinking today because I don't like black tea. So I've gone from Picard to Janeway in like <laughs> no time at all. It's like, coffee black, give it. Uh, JC says, now I want to play Star Trek D&D. Well, let me tell you about Ian's game that he created. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I did kind of, did, I did a D&D in space, but I didn't tell them they were in space until like they figure it out. They basically open up a window. They, no, they don't open a window. They don't open a window re- in space. They That's reveal a, bad idea. a window and the horizon keeps on going. Um, they think it's night, but it's not. They're in space. And it was, yeah, a lot of fun. And then I kind of moved them to my own version of Deep Space Nine, where there was an, an evil man controlling a space station that has centered around the casino, which was super fun. It was that so fun. And I played a guest character who lived on that Deep Space Nine mm-hmm. space station. Um, and that was a lot of fun too. And it was super very, it was fun. very much like a, we've got to get to a ship and get out of here kind of moment. There were portals that were there, mm-hmm. but um, Ian had to account for traveling through space rather than like just traveling on a cart from city to city, like old mm-hmm. D&D style. So that was kind of fun. It was super fun. Super fun. They killed a space whale. Uh, wait, isn't Ransom played by the husband of number one from SNW? Yep, so Jerry O'Connell voices uh, Ransom, and in real life he is married to Rebecca Rom- Romjin, who plays number one. So there is an in-Star Trek um, husband-wife duo um, in the cards, which is amazing. Zinc says, stream the game, stream the game. Is that for D&D? I think it's yep. a D&D reference. Oh, let's do it. So, yeah, guys, listen. We've had so many people want us to stream Dungeons and Dragons. It is probably one of the most requested things at this point in time. We would love 
to be able to do that, it would mm-hmm. require a lot more than we can just guarantee though. So even if we had channel points to do a, a Star Trek D&D one shot, like JCD is suggesting, um, and the other one, I don't remember who, was it Zink who asked? Um, it would require a great feat that we will continue to work towards. In fact, like Ian and Aaron and I testing playing Mario and doing like kind of these interchanging things, we're testing all that stuff to kind of hopefully work towards a D&D game mm-hmm. eventually. Exactly. But streaming a D&D game is not something that you just jump in and do without making sure that everybody is ready. And only Ian and I play D&D on our team. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about a whole bunch of noobs um, and that would be fun, but also like we kind of want to be careful too because there's a lot of pressure uh, and when you play a public game, there are people who have a lot of opinions about that. And so mm-hmm. there's, I'm kind of a bit protective of of that. So we might not be able to do like a full CinemaSins team D&D game for a while. Maybe we would do something like in private at like Sin Week or something where we can have fun and it's like a side quest. Like it's not one of the main event things. You can kind of come and enjoy them, you know, fumbling their way through D&D. But I know that when I first played D&D, I really wanted it to be kind of a sacred thing. So who knows? We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But we we do want to do it. We really want to do it. We want to find a way to make it work, but we want it to be good as well. That's the main thing. Uh, my sin for the episode is when Tendi comes back from the shower and is drying her hair. Sonic showers wouldn't get her hair wet. Mm, very true. The sonic waves mm. just kind of like pulse the stuff off of you. However, I'm sorry. What? Sonic hair, Sonic showers. Sonic what? showers. Yeah, that's a thing. No. Yeah, that's a no. that's a, that they happen. That's, I don't yeah. like that. They look really cool. Wouldn't like, that I would hurt your that. eardrums? Um, I I think it's like un inaudible sonic waves. I think it's beyond hearing. I don't know. Uh-huh. There is actually there is a time where they malfunction and they just start screaming. And I was like, what's wrong with the sonic showers? It's great. Like that's Terrifying. torture. That's yeah, awful. Absolutely. My uh- argument is maybe <laughs> what. I'm just, I'm having a hard time. I didn't know that sonic showers were a thing. Yeah, that's an absolutely a thing. My response to that would be maybe because they're lower deckers, they don't have access to sonic showers. Maybe they have to have water because they don't get the special showers. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. <sighs> right. <laughs> that's what I'm sticking to. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, when will Danae ever have the naked time? Probably not naked now. That is Slab being a massive slab. nerd, which I love it. There is an episode called The Naked Time in the original series. What? Where everybody gets high off of this special water. Stop it. I'm not kidding. They go mental and Sulu gets topless and there's all kinds of crazy shit that happens. And they do it again in TNG with The Naked Now, which is the same water molecule, but it's changed a little bit. And everyone on the Enterprise gets drunk, including Data. How does Data get drunk? Um, We kind of think he's pretending, but it actually affects him. It's very okay. strange. Ian, I might get Baby Slab to help me assemble an Enterprise model. The answer is always yes. Do it. Um, have a favourite one of yours to show off real quick while she's watching. My, my favourite is always going to be the Enterprise E, because I have that inked upon my body. But my favourite model is the Enterprise B. There is just something about this ship that is so pretty. Like, it is, it's just like all lines and angles. It's so, so cool. Isn't that every ship? Well, I guess everything in the world is lines and angles. But this is like super angular, 
And they just put so much effort into a design that was only in one film. Like, it only appears in Generations, to my knowledge. And it is just so pretty. So yeah, that is my my favorite model ship, without a doubt. Chris Atkinson says, if they're all the Enterprise, aren't they all the same? How do you... Can one of the mods please ban Chris? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. What do you mean they're all the same? That's some nonsense. No. But listen, he is a mod already, um, so that's just not going to happen. But we haven't... Can I show you guys Ian's ship? No. no okay, okay. No. Yes, you okay, can. Well, no, you can. No, you no, can. no, no, no. no, no. We'll, we'll save that for next episode. If we... Maybe the season finale? This is the beige Okay, season beige finale. Pri- season finale. Mm-hmm. I will show you Ian's Derpa prize. No, not the Derpa prize. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. So as our Twitch channel grows and as mm-hmm. more people join and hang out, we're going to have to do things like create like channel point redemptions and stuff. Would you consider a channel point redemption for shaving your beard? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, you would not. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. It'll be high because I love my beard, but it'll grow back. Like it would, but it would, it would have to be a lot of points because this is, I've had to grow this That's out so stupid. to trim it back down. Yeah, whatever. So here, I don't so, care. Okay. Okay. So maybe you could do a beard trim instead of a beard shave. No, I'll shave it off. I'll do like a, a cutthroat razor, complete shave. Yeah. Are you fucking crazy? Well, That's talking, so stupid. We're That's talking stupid. about a lot of points. It would be a lot of points. It would not be like almost unattainable levels of points. 450,000 <laughs> points to shave. That would be about it. Yeah, okay. I'll do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, God. I mean, this no, like, that's crazy. Why are you suggesting these about? things if, like, you're not expecting me to know. outdo I them? Just, I'm sorry. I'm just, I, it's a visceral reaction. I just can't, I can't imagine putting the work in to grow a beard and then just be like, it's gone. Stop it. I'm waiting to get an email. (laughs) Um, Could you tell the ambassador to stop calling it the burrito? And they can, I will tell them no. And then I will tell my little dust bunnies to go take care of business because I am now. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Like, maybe you teach them how to like travel faster than light and like all of the ships just go zoom, 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 bing, bing, bing. That sound is so funny. Oh, uh, my God. Amazing. But can you tell me what this this means? Um, August 29. A friend is one before whom I may think aloud. Yeah. A friend is somebody that I can tell my inner thoughts to. Mm. But it's worded in the most, what's the word? Pompous way possible. <laughs> a friend is before whom which one can speak no. with one's thoughts in or aloud. <laughs> Oh, I was like, yeah, I believe that too. Cool, right on. That's one of my favorite Archer jokes is they always do this running gag of um, it's actually whom when it's it's not. No, it's who. And then there's one joke where they're like, actually, it's whom (laughs) instead of when. It's like, no, it's never that. Never that. It's never whom.